Are you ready to become the top in your field? Welcome to the Tradeswoman Talk podcast, a show designed for you, one that strives to forge solidarity amongst tradeswomen. For years, this has been a predominantly male-driven industry. However, we are now entering a new era, one where whatever we truly desire can be ours. Like we have been saying, jobs don't have genders. On this show, we'll share information with each other as a collective to empower each other. Share with us your trade secrets as we share ours with you. It's our time to do more than survive. It's our time to thrive. We're happy to have you here with us on the Tradeswoman Talk podcast. And now your hosts of the show, Judalyn, Cassidy, and Andrea Harris. Tradeswoman Talk is brought to you by SupplyHouse.com, home to over 180,000 plumbing, heating, and HVAC supplies. SupplyHouse.com offers pros free shipping, returns, exclusive deals, and a dedicated phone line as part of their Trades Master program. SupplyHouse.com is also devoted to putting trades professionals in the spotlight with the Trade Master of the Month program. Each month, a SupplyHouse.com Trades Master is featured, allowing them to share their stories and experiences of working in the trades. You can nominate a Trades Master of the Month by visiting SupplyHouse.com slash TM of the Month. Welcome, welcome, and thanks for joining us on another episode of Trades Women Talk. My name is Judalyn Cassidy. I'm a plumber, keynote speaker, and the CVO, which is the Chief Visionary Officer of the nonprofit organization Tools and TRs, Inc. And with me is my co-host and friend, Andrea Harris. Hi, I'm Andrea Harris co-director of Tuzintiaras, mother of a wonderful 12-year-old son, female cement mason at, at FDNY, and the real cement mason in the Dove Beauty Bar commercial. Thank you, Andrea. On this episode of Tradeswoman Talk, I get to talk to one of my sheroes. Before we chat with Serenia, let's get to know her from her bio. Serenia Sarasco has been serving New York City as a firefighter since 2005. Born to Thai immigrants and a proud resident of Jackson Heights, Queens. She was the first Asian woman firefighter in the FDNY. In 2019, she was promoted to lieutenant and was the first woman officer to be assigned to the FDNY's 14th Division. She is the past president of the United Women Firefighters and served in this title for six years. During her tenure, she has seen the number of women firefighters in the FDNY triple. Serenia spearheaded many other groundbreaking events, such as the first all-women staffed firefighting tour in New York City's history. She held the positions of secretary, borough representative, and vice president. On September 24, 2019, the number of women firefighters broke 100 women for the first time. At 103, 
there is that amount of women, which is almost 1% of the FDNY's firefighting force. These milestones have largely been achieved through the United Women Firefighters Physical Training Program for Women Firefighters Candidates, Mentorship, Organizing, Advocacy, and Other Programming. As a long-life activist, she continues her mission in creating social justice and gender equality through her work with the United Women Firefighters. Serenia, thank you for joining us on this episode of Tradeswoman Talk. We are so, so happy to have you. Well, thanks for having me. I feel so honored to be here. And what a great, you know, co-host that I've known for a few years. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to share my story with the listeners. Well, Serena, welcome, welcome, welcome. As um, a fellow FDNY member, you know I am so happy to have you here with us today. Serena, let's get acquainted with our segment five and five. Five questions with two options. You can only choose one. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, she ready. What would you name your boat if you had one? Wanderer or Rescue? Um, I would probably do Wanderer so people can leave me alone <laughs> when I'm off. <laughs> Is that not right? <laughs> Anyone you choose, there's no wrong answers in the five and five. <laughs> You received an invitation to an awards dinner. What's your choice of for the main course? Course, sorry, tofu steak or chicken masala? Oh, definitely tofu steak. I've been vegan for over twenty years, so maybe a combination like a tofu tikka masala. Okay. I love curry. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Which sound brings you to the place of Zen? Waterfalls or thunderstorms? Oh, definitely waterfalls. I go hiking upstate a lot, and there's a lot of beautiful waterfalls upstate that I like to go visit. If you could time travel, which would you choose to revisit, your teenage years or your 20s? Oh, definitely my 20s, because I feel like, uh, you know, depending on the number for a teenager, you don't really have a lot of freedom, because you might have to, you know, go to high school, but um, when you're 20s, you're, you know, you have more, like, the, the knowledge that we have now, like, that we're older, if we could apply that to when we were, like, younger, that would, you know, be incredible. Movies in the Park is showing two movies, Saturday at 6, what are we watching, The Joy Luck Club or Crazy Rich Asians? Probably Joy Luck Club, because, uh... Crazy Rich Asians was really good, but, uh, you know, I don't want to watch a bunch of rich people, like, run around. <laughs> Joy Luck Club, you know, if you, y'all haven't watched it, it's about, like, how, like, immigration, how, like, the first Chinese people, like, came here and how they, like, forged their way in America. So, it's a, you know, it's a generational story. So, I, you know, that's the one I prefer. Thank you. You did a great job. You did a great job. So I have a question for you, Andrea. Did you ever think we'd ever get more than 100 women firefighters in FDNY? Like, from when you, like, first started? Absolutely not. And being the only female cement mason at the FDNY, you know, I'm glad to see our numbers starting to rise as far as women in construction. 
Um, as you know, there's only two women in our unit, myself and uh, the female plumber, Lisa. So I would like to see our numbers as far as trade staff improve. But I, every time I go to Randall's and I see a probie school and they're marching by and I see women, I'm like, yes, more women. <laughs> Yeah, like when I first started, there were like 30, so that there's so many now. There's like 116 now, so it's like really cool. Like pretty much like um, most places you go, you'll, you're bound to see a woman. I used to go do trainings in Randall's Island. I would be the only woman there, but now you run into others, so it's really cool. That is so great. So the funny thing is I met Serenia a couple years ago when we were on a panel together and I was totally impressed um, with your passion and your desire for diversity in the FDNY. Um, can you share with us what really a firefighter in New York City does? Because a lot of people probably have a misconception of what you really do in NYC. That's true. Um Besides fighting fires, obviously we do that. Um, and there's lots of different jobs in a fire that different firefighters have. Um, but besides that, we go to medical calls, car accidents, utility emergencies like gas leaks, water leaks, um, any kind of uh, alarms ringing that's not necessarily a fire. We go investigate them. Um, overcrowding. Like, there's, like, so many different tasks that we do. Um, if it doesn't really fit in neatly in the box of, like, EMS or uh, police, it's usually us that go. Nice. Um, Serena, what made you decide on a career as a firefighter? What was it that you, that was, that drew you to firefighting? So, um, I never really, as a young kid, I never dreamed of being a firefighter. I never saw other women firefighters. Whenever I walked by, like, a firehouse, there was always, like, like, not just men, but white men. And so it just never really crossed my mind until, actually, I got brought to uh, the FDNY. FDNY was having, like, a recruitment drive. And my friend brought me, and that was the first time I met women firefighters. Actually, mm -hmm. Regina was there, Brenda was there, and a whole bunch of other women firefighters. And some were short, some were tall, some were like <laughs> skinny, some were big, but they were they didn't all look one way. And it wasn't like, oh, they all looked like China the wrestler. Like they all like were no different than me. Mm. And so I thought to myself, if these women can do it, so can I. And that's what really inspired me. And can you explain to us who is Regina and who is Brenda? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's those, These are two women that we all know really well. But Brenda, she is the first, she's credited as the first woman firefighter in New York City. But uh, it's because she started the lawsuit, the class action lawsuit that paved the way for uh, women to join the FDNY as firefighters. And she was the only named plaintiff on this lawsuit. And Regina, she was hired. So Brenda got hired in 1982. Brent, uh, Regina got hired in 1999. And um, they're both my mentors. Uh, Regina, she was the first woman to be president of the Vulcan Society, which is the Black Firefighters Organization. She was actually the president of the United Women Firefighters right before me. And I was vice president 
under her. And we worked uh, together a lot on, um, you know, diversity initiatives and events and a lot of, uh, you know, things to recruit more women and more people of color and also more women of color, too. Just get into meet you. And then I went to an event and I met Regina and Brenda. And now to know that you guys are like, I have friends that are real life superheroes. You know, <laughs> I show <laughs> off about that to the girls in camp, but it's just amazing what um, the firefighters do. Um, what is one common myth about being a firefighter you would like to uh, dispel, debunk out there? Mm. There are many myths, I think, depending on who you talk to. Um, you know, when I recruit in like a black neighborhood, a lot of people will say, oh, they don't want us there. You know, they don't want. And, and you know, it's because there's a lot of stories in the news like of discrimination. So it's like, why would I want that job when they don't want me there? So that's a myth. Um you know, it is like hard um, because, you know, people of color are generally, we're, we are uh, underrepresented in the department, but things won't change unless there's more of us and we change the culture itself. So that's one myth. Another myth is when I recruit women is I'm not strong enough to do that. And um, a lot of women have a lot of strength, more strength than they give themselves credit to. And um, a lot of what we do in the United Women Firefighters Training Program is, you know, teaching is, you know, strengthening their bodies, one, and teaching them like where like our strength is, which is our legs, our lower bodies are strong, you know, and how to like utilize that when you're doing these like tasks. Now, coming from an immigrant community, what was the reaction you got from your community for choosing to become a firefighter? Um, I mean, from the Asian community, it's not uh, looked upon well to choose a blue collar job. And I think and back to what you're saying, Julian, about myths, like a lot of people have that myth of blue collar work being like poorly paid and that you look down on it when that's not the truth at all. We get paid really well, <laughs> um, more than like our white collar counterparts, a lot of them. And we're, a lot of us aren't in like college debt because of the path that we chose. So um, I don't think initially, like my dad wasn't very supportive um, when I was applying, but uh, to tell you the truth, because I am the first, like, Asian woman. There is, like, pride there for, like, Thai people. They're all like, oh, she's the first kid. She's Thai. <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> in the news, y'all claim me, but before. <laughs> but, you know, um, it's one of those things, once you learn more about the occupation, it's, not, it's, like, something to be proud of because you're helping people and it's, like, a good thing. Um, and it's difficult. Um, but, um, yeah, then that's another myth too. Like within like, yeah, every community has their own myths about what we do. Right. Yeah. I totally agree. Your path in becoming a firefighter probably wasn't easy. Can you tell us about someone who had some influence in you sticking it out during those difficult times? 
You know, I do have to credit um, the other women firefighters. Um, uh, you know, when I first started, like there, there were like like thirty of us, and I was the only woman like south of a hundred street. And like when like people with like like I'll, it's going to soon be my sixteenth anniversary. Like those women who came on around like my time it was like a lot of fanfare because it was just be one, one of us. Right. And so it's like, Oh, the woman, the woman, the woman, like everyone's like talking about you, like the whole job knows your name and this and that. So, um, you know, it was like hard because, you know, you have to do like, not just as good as the men, you have to like supersede them. And it's like, if you make any mistakes, it's like, you, you know, you're, this is why you shouldn't be here. This is why like, you know, a white guy should have taken your place and this and that. So um, I did have a bully, like when I first came to my firehouse and I do credit my like talks with the other women firefighters with like having to handle it because um, and I knew too, like having like older friends like Brenda and Regina, like seeing them like flourish and succeed that if I just like stuck it out, I could be the same way too, because, um, it'd be foolish of me to like quit just because of like one like terrible person. Um, you know, every job like has like crappy people, but, um, you know, the unique things about our jobs, like, you know, union jobs is they're like, you know, they're steady, they're hard to get, like people like, like stay in these jobs. So, um, and you're pretty much set, like when you, you you're, you're on the track to having a great pension. So it would be dumb to like put in all this time and not like, um, benefit from it. So, I'm glad I did like stick it out and, and I didn't quit and I did um, learn how to like deal with people like that. Yeah. Yes. We glad you stuck it out too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you all have the same like stories too of like being bullied, like being the only woman on a work site, you mm-hmm. know? T- t- absolutely. Within my crew, I'm one of the only women. But one thing that stuck out with me, what stuck to me was I remember one of my old bosses telling me, pointing to the guys and saying, you see those guys, when they mess up, no one notices. And when you mess up, everyone sees. So be your best. And that stuck with me throughout my entire career. I'd like to ask about the department outreach. How does the department reach out to women in underserved communities as far as recruitment is concerned? Um, I mean... They, like, have events in, like, people of color neighborhoods. Uh, There's a lawsuit. (laughs) I should go. Let me go back. There's a lawsuit. So they're mandated to, like, recruit people of color. Um, The lawsuit covered my test and the test before mine. And it was shown to be the, the... 1999 test and the 2005 test was shown to be racially discriminatory. Um, the women didn't join that lawsuit, so we weren't um, included. But like because of that lawsuit, we have a lot of the policies of uh, they they're mandated to do a certain number of recruitment events and a certain number of people that they have to reach or by the court. So um, so yeah, there's a lot of events out there. Um, they do a lot of also commercials um, on the radio and things like that. The problem is we only um, hire once every four years. 
So that is what is difficult. And once you apply, it takes two to four years to get hired. And this past, this current list now, it's even longer because of COVID. So they didn't hire in a year. They haven't had an academy class in a year because of COVID and of trying, they have to, they had to figure out how to do like a socially distanced uh, fire academy class because like they're on top of each other. Um, so um, we, right now it's a unique time. There's not, I think we're down like over a hundred firefighters in the city. So we definitely, or more, and we're like people retire every day. So um, yeah, it's a weird time. Wow. What is uh, one of the most common reason that you know why most women like end up dropping out or decide I can't stick this thing out? Yeah, I actually wanted to do a study on that because there's so many different reasons. Um, from my personal experiences, I think there's a lack of support. So, like, let's say, like, a woman is like, I'm going to do this. And her boyfriend and her, like, parents are like, nah, you're going to fail. Like, you know, and that's like what you like, you have all these forces, like, you know, the recruiters and your friends, you might meet other women who are like all gung ho and they're like, you can do it, you can do it. But once you like go home to that negativity of like, you're not going to pass, like, you know, your brother did it and he failed or whatever, you know, there's a lot of insecurity, like, um, I know y'all know this, but like, um, you know, when you enter or declare that you're going to enter these spaces, men feel threatened and then they'll do anything to like pull you down. Like, even if they're not trying out to be a firefighter themselves, like, you know, like my dad told me I was going to fail. Like, why would you, like, you know, nothing about this test, you know, nothing about this job, but you're telling me I'm going to fail. Like why? Cause it's like threatening to hear that like a woman is going to like do this, you know? So I feel like that's one thing. The other factor is for the FDNY, we have the youngest cutoff age nationwide, which is 28 years old. Other fire departments, 35 or no age cutoff at all. So like for women, that's like childbearing years, you know, or like when women come around to like, you know, you do all the crap jobs out there and then you're like, you know what, I'm going to do this blue collar job. Like, like I didn't realize when I was young that it pays so well, this and that. Well, you're 30 and you're too old to join the fire department. <laughs> yeah. That's what's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm, uh, like, we know lots of women in the non-trad world who joined in their 40s and 30s and because they did the secretary stuff. They did the the waitress stuff and they're like this makes uh, like peanuts like I want to make more money like and right. you don't really have that concept until you get older and you're out on your own yeah you're you're certainly and- right about that because um uh I know I, like you said a lot of women that came into construction after so that's something we might have to um, start a revolution about <laughs> absolutely oh definitely yeah I mean, like, you don't get educated about these things in high school, right? About money, like how much, like, when I'm recruiting, like, high school kids, I'm like, oh, you make $100,000 as a firefighter. Like, oh, that's it. (laughs) 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 I know that the job can be physically and mentally taxing. What do you do to decompress after a hard or busy day at work? 
Um, so when I was younger, I was really funny about it. Uh, I hated being around men. <laughs> I feel like I don't want to see any male friends. I'm not going to bar with any men in it. Just like a lesbian bar. That's it. <laughs> At all. I can walk in the street. Nothing. I <laughs> was like, when I first started, I was like, I was like, no. <laughs> like only my female friends like and so like um, now that I'm older like I do like I I do a lot of hikes I go out in nature I like you know talk talk to my friends and I mean there's not much you can do like during the pandemic but besides going outside in the park but (laughs) (laughs) so that's what you do to decompress yeah Right. Yeah. But, you know, everyone's story, like I've I've learned and I'm, as I'm getting older that your story, Serenia, is really not for you. It's for all those little girls that get to meet you at camp like Tenzera and all of these girls that are madly in love with you now. And that you no, they are. I mean, like you guys just you guys come into our camp has changed the way the girls look at what jobs are, you know, and just seeing you. So your story is really not for you. It's for all the, the girls and uh women that you're going to inspire and i i want to know if there's one thing that you wish that you were really good at um that you're not at this point but you really wish that you were good at it um i i would say like uh i'm not really good with um i don't know like uh like I'm very direct. I think this is like the symptom of being in in the fire department for a long time. Like, <laughs> like I'll just like say how it is, and it offends people, or like, and I didn't mean to like be mean or whatever, yeah. but people like take it like offensively. So um, that is a skill that it's really good that a lot of people have um, with I don't know being delicate with how you talk, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We struggle with that in construction. Uh, I'm learning how to do that better. I think it's a thing just being in male-dominated spaces that we just, like, everybody just say how they're feeling. That's just the way it is. So I am learning, like you, how to be uh, a lot more empathetic in in the way that I speak to people. Um, Like I said, the guys that worked in your firehouse, they say that you are definitely a rebel. (laughs) <laughs> You're in a story including a series good night stories for rebel girls alongside 200 other women. What advice would you give women and girls that have the rebel spirit stirring within them? Huh, advice for just follow your heart. I guess you have only one life and you only have one truth. Um so you got to just live your life for yourself and to be happy because you don't want to regret like not pursuing whatever it is Um, because you know time flies then you'll be too old to do whatever you wanted to do so you know just do it (laughs) (laughs) just be that rebel girl now yeah yeah be a rebel like do whatever your heart desires and if your family doesn't support you find people who will 
And you got to be happy, you know, and, and live your life for yourself. I mean, not being selfish, but like, you know, to be happy, like with like, you know, what you're doing and how you're like contributing to the world. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I, I love that. Just live your life because you only got one moment in this uh, formation of our spirit being here. This is our one chance to do it and connect with others. Um, so it's time for you to put a motivational quote up on a billboard to inspire the next generation of rebel girls. What would it say? Oh man, that's hard. No, girl. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess I just go back to like live your own truth, you know, like live your own truth. That's it. Live your own truth. You know, live your own truth, whatever you are, whoever you love, like whatever your interests are, you got to live your truth and be your own like individual and your own self. Awesome. Totally agree. Now I have a question and I always try to close out with this one. If you had to choose another job, what would it be? Probably female dominated job. (laughs) 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 What was that like? (laughs) What would it be? What job would that be? Uh, Honestly, I went to art school. Um, That's like um, what I did before I applied to the fire department. But like, I don't know if I would choose to do that for a living just because you see how like decimated that community became like um, during the pandemic. Um, Honestly, like knowing what I know now, I would do any essential job, like whether it be post office or sanitation. Um, If the fire department didn't work for me, I would do like, you know, trades, anything that like, like is a secure job because... I don't know. Like I like you see all the stuff in the news. You you have all friends who like do other things, and seeing them like hurting this past year, it's like man, that sucks. Like yeah. the stimulus bill getting passed, it's like I don't even follow it because I don't. It doesn't affect me because I have a paycheck. So yeah. I'm really like grateful for having like. A, a, an essential job. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think what we what we do, and myself, and uh, a lot of us who are in the trades, we can definitely just pick up and go anywhere in the world, and 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 use our hands and have a job. And uh, that's the one thing I love about being a plumber, having that ability to transcend and 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 find work wherever I decided to move to. Cause like I want to move to Alaska. I know it sounds weird. Black no. West Indian girl in 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 a black West Indian girl from the islands wanted to go to Alaska. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but just I like you. I love nature, but I can do that and do plumbing out there if I wanted. You know, definitely. Why frozen pipes there? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. So Serena, I love. Yeah, I've never been there, but it looks so beautiful. I know. So yes, if I do move there, I will invite you to come. So. How can our listeners connect with you um, if they wanted to learn more about you? How can they connect with you? Oh, they can follow me on Instagram. My name is uh, S-A-R-I-N-Y-Y-Y-A at Instagram. So you can follow me there. And um, we're I'm throwing an event on March 8th for International Women's History Month. I don't know if this will be out by then, but um, I'll post it on Instagram on uh, Monday. So... 
Uh, it's a, uh, I'll, I'll send you an email too, but it's a event about the history of women firefighters in FDNY. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about like um, Brenda and what she went through when she first came on and fast forward to the women now and what, like, what's it like for them um, okay. being part of like the 116 women that are, you know, in the fire department now, what COVID, working through COVID has been like for them. And, nice. You know, we had some women, 10 of them came out in the middle of COVID. So last wow. year in March, they came out of the fire academy early. And so they came in at a, at a really weird wow. time. So. Yeah. yeah. So send us the link and uh, I'll definitely share it on uh is a is it a free event open to other people virtually? Yes. Okay, yeah, so yeah. send it's it yeah. So send it to us and I'll, I'll we'll definitely share it on Tools and Tiaras. So Andrew That's before we, thank you. Before we close out this episode with our amazing superhero friend, <laughs> uh do you have anything you'd like to say to him? Yes, I'd like to say thank you, Serenia. I can't wait to meet you in the field. <laughs> thank you for thank taking Oh, okay. Thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to join us and come back to chat with us anytime. We would like to be kept up to date when you become captain or chief. We should high up here, okay? We should right, we do. Okay. Thank you for taking the time out and follow us at Tools and Tiaras on Instagram. Trades Women Talk and Instagram as well. And again, Serena, thank you so very much. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah, Serena, I also want to say thank you so much for joining Andrea and I on this episode. And we really appreciate you sharing your time, your knowledge, and your experience with our listeners. And I, I really hope that anyone who is listening to the sound of our voices, please, please know that there is somebody out there waiting for someone to tell them how magnificent they truly are. So please be that someone for someone. Until next time, people, thanks and catch up on our past episodes and learn about these amazing people in the building trades and all the male-dominated careers. Thank you again. Until next time, treat each other with love and respect. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Tradeswoman Talk Podcast. Stay connected. Visit www.toolsandtiaras.org. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Tools and Tiaras. If you would like to connect with us, please send us an email through info at toolsandtiaras.org. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and review. Until next time, make sure you let someone know how magnificent they truly are.